0: Hi friend. Hello. Hello.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm awesome. Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday, right? The beginning of the weekend, huh?
0: Happy Friday. Do you have big awesome plans this weekend?
1: Um, <laughs> To be honest, I haven't even thought that far, so probably not.
0: <laughs> you are so funny. Well, I'm really excited. I have like so much stuff to do this weekend, and I'm just kind of looking forward to, like, staying in and getting some stuff done, and yeah, so that's what my weekend looks like. Um, I'm so excited about this. Can I tell you I'm really excited about this?
1: Yes, tell me, please.
0: Oh my gosh, okay, so let's get into this. So, um, welcome, welcome everybody to the show. I'm... Um, jesse is i'm so excited about this and i think this is something that's been in the making for a while and um jesse is one of my favorite people so i just will tell you a little bit about what i love about jesse um jesse is one of those guys who's just like your brother like that cool dude you can hang out with he's super down to earth He's super grounded, and I feel like um, he's just somebody I know and respect so much. I met Jesse at a health and wellness event, and I heard Jesse's story, and it just moved me to my core. So Jesse, a little bit about him, and I'm going to let you tell most of it, but um, Jesse, from my perspective, is just a big deal. Um, What I heard Jesse talking about was his journey... To healing, um, his dad and himself, they had partnered to heal themselves um, of pretty extreme cases of PTSD. And I'll let him go into the story. But when he told his story, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is absolutely brilliant!" His story so brilliant, and I I have always had a passion for helping combat veterans with PTSD and uh, I feel so honored that they have allowed me, um, somebody who was formerly deeply impacted by PTSD, to um, partner with them in this grassroots initiative, to just make sure that um, we're giving back to our vets in a really big way. So, with that, Jesse, I'll I'll kind of turn it over to you and and whatever you want to say about about it. You, you know, you're welcome to bring your perspective.
1: Well, I appreciate that Desiree and those kind words. Well, you know, like Desiree said, we left when we met at a health and wellness event, and you know, Desiree, we've been friends ever since. That's probably been close to two years now, probably, yeah, two years or more. And you know, I'd always, I always thought that if I was ever a girl, then I would probably be Desiree because her and I just always get along so well, and we talk about a lot of the same stuff, which is why we're doing this today. And you know, my journey she heard me talking about my journey and just some of the struggles that I had gone through. And then not only my struggles, but my father shortly after meeting him, uh, a meeting him, she kind of got uh, to experience that as well. And, you know, you, you go through the storm or, or whatever it is that you're going through and you, uh, you have to find a way, you have to find a way to break out of it you have to keep fighting and, and don't ever quit don't ever let the enemy just keep attacking and take take you down because uh, you know you're worth way more and you're a human being and there is someone out there who loves you and uh, who cares for you and wants to see you succeed and so for a lot for both my father and I we were going through like this mode I know my father for probably way longer and more extreme case going through this mode of just, uh, depression and suicide, and not knowing how to feel, not knowing how to connect uh, with your heart or your emotions. Um, and, I, and I felt that a lot. And uh, from there, trying to find your way back. And it's, we've had, we've been very fortunate to have a community that just loves on us a lot. And that we didn't know when we got introduced to the community was really helping us our mental status. And then we begin to, help, to learn things about how we can help ourselves physically uh, with food and then spiritually as well. And that's what I like about Desiree, right? Because she talks a lot about spirituality and the body and the healing and, and uh, all sorts of other things. So, um, so yeah, that's just kind of like we, we, we kind of went through the storm and, you know, we're, we just look to try to help others who are, um, or going through that same storm and just try to be the beam of light for them. Totally,
0: totally. And and uh, what I'll say is so much more that I appreciate about these guys is they're very transparent about the things they can be transparent about. And not only has it given me a perspective from uh, from the point of view of a combat veteran, but so often I am able to really tap into a perspective from the male side of things. And Jesse and I, one of the reasons we decided to partner in this podcast and do these, um, these regular episodes is because we so deeply believe that there is a huge opportunity to just improve the harmony um. And the partnership that happens between women and men, um, not just romantically, but as friends and as community, um, you know, just linking arms with people. I, I think one of the things that's really fortunate about the business that Jesse and I are in and the company that we keep is that it really breaks down those barriers of who we have an opportunity to love and who we have an opportunity to help. And, um, I, I just, you know, Jesse talked about my passion about health and wellness and, you know, I've been on this journey for about 10 years and my journey comes from an entirely different place. You know, I'm coming in as a mom of a very sick toddler 10 years ago, trying to figure out how to heal her body because I just didn't know what I didn't know at the time. And so this whole health journey, my career the trajectory of my life has t- was totally redirected as a result of trying as a desperate mother to give my child the quality of life that I really felt like she deserved. And, and in that, I went through my own journey to help myself get healthier because, you know, I wasn't doing a whole lot better for myself. And um, through that journey, it's really helped raise my self-esteem, my self-respect, my self-confidence. But what I have realized it is, is that it's not enough to eat clean and exercise and hydrate and sleep well. Like, we know those are all the basic principles of health. But so much of the stress and our risk of disease comes from those other areas of trauma, trauma, that mental health aspect and that emotional health aspect. And then there's like that spiritual and energetic. Um, aspect to our health and so I as somebody in the wellness industry I think it's all about you know conquering that stuff for myself and then when I have those tools mastered really going out there and seeing who I can love on and I can serve you know through this mission and so with that I'll turn it back over to you Jesse for your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah and I love where you touch on it at the beginning and I'll touch on it too is the community you know you have so many people going through the storm, uh, and they're just not enough people going out and trying to love on those. And I think that's why we struck gold with this community because these people do help others. They've been through the storms and they continuously go through them, but they've been so involved in self-development and just bettering themselves spiritually, mentally, and physically that when those storms come, they're not necessarily like hurricanes. They're more like, um, uh, I don't know, like a little storm coming in and I got a little gust of wind. But even then, it's just um, these people are serving harder. They, they really do care and they really do love. I like what my father, he says in his story that he came back from an event after meeting some of these people. And he had told my mother that these people were fake, that there's no way that people can be that happy. And uh, sure enough, he was wrong about that and they are just that happy and they love loving on people it's just selfless group of individuals who who just ultimately sacrifice and love and they develop I mean you can talk about surface level things and you can go really deep with them and talk about things and why and your actions and philosophical psychological things which is just really cool I enjoy that a lot especially when I get together with them which is which we should get more with them often, but it's just you know everyone has their own lives and stuff. So the, um, the one thing I like and I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit was the like you said, health is not just one; it's not just linear from point A to point B. It's multifaceted, and there's multiple avenues of approach that you can attack your health. So if you're going through that storm, or if you're or even if you're not, maybe you're just looking for other ways to help you get healthy. Health can just be really complicated you have to know yourself which is why i think i like what desiree has to say about that and then you have to also um just look at what how your body reacts to certain things and health it can be food it can be sleep it can be your exercise or lack of exercise or over exercising your stress levels that's a big one that a lot of people realize is the stress and women and men definitely um handle Uh, stress differently Um, and girls you know they'll go out and cry it out and then guys will like hold it in which is probably not the best thing because with any problem that you ignore it gets worse over time so um, you know you're just diving into your health and really finding what works for you so
0: absolutely like I totally agree with that and the perspective I come from as a female is that i I am a big advocate of the fact that I I really feel that we could do better as females to create a space of emotional support for the guys in our lives, not just romantically, but our friends, our family members. Um, I really, what I know is that you guys are spoon fed. It's so interesting how we're all just so conditioned by the things that society sets as these, I don't know these expectations on us. I guess, and I, you know, you and I have had this conversation several times, um, which is that it's not enough to go out and make money. And so often, men are just told to go out, get get a, you know, a degree, or you know, get a career, be a super successful be caregivers, and not, you know, in and not really have a space for emotions, you know, they're told things like happy wife, happy life. And so the really what I see time and time again, is really that men are sacrificing themselves in the midst of that. And that's not good with me, as you know, as a woman who is uh, recently divorced you know within the last year it's about a year since all of that went down um, I, I look hindsight and I'm just like I, I, there, there were some things I definitely could have done better but I also see how it's so important for males to get that emotional and mental support from a very early age, and I've seen it over and over and over again. When that doesn't happen, it can cause big, big problems within our society. And I'll say likewise for girls. You know, I feel like when girls aren't taught how to how to support males emotionally, we just are fed a rhetoric like men are this, men are that, men are pigs, men are this, men are that. They don't care about women. They don't have emotions. They don't want to be emotionally involved. They just want like the basic foundational things that they need to survive, including, you know, food, water, sex. And I just, I get so tired of hearing that rhetoric because the men I know, the men I know have like solid integrity, good qualities. They're so fascinating to learn from you being one of them. I, I, you know, I, you and I could talk on the phone all day long and just, I, I so deeply respect you and your journey and how far you've come and, and for somebody so young. And so what I know is, is that I feel like there's a gap at that it needs to be filled. And you and I, you know, I, I love that we talk about this stuff because I think it's really important.
1: Yeah, sure. i you know, I'll, I'll comment on, add on to what you said about like men just, being told or this or that is the you, men you don't have to you don't have to hold back your feelings or whatever you, you know it's, it's just not it's not good for you it's not good for you at all and um, and like I said women can, can can are better coping they have better coping mechanisms I honestly think that women are more resilient they're like the most resilient creatures on this earth um, one because they can just like go and like deal with it right then and there, their problem, but they can also let men out of the depths of hell from like and and, and out of their problems as well. Uh and I, I've seen it before. So but men, yeah, you just gotta you gotta stop thinking that that I have to do everything manly, that everything has to be manly, that taking care of yourself is a girl's thing or a girl's problem, which it shouldn't be. It's that manifest and we've talked about this before it manifests in other people's relationships or your relationships uh, and the person that you're with and those insecurities that come out because whatever happened in your life previously um, that you didn't take care of that now it's showing and it's not always good. In fact, most of the time it's probably not good. So uh, I I try to do a decent job and take care of myself. Of course, we're all on our own journey um, but yeah just stop subscribing to the thought that um specifically men that because i'm a man i have to do many things it's just and, and then never talk about how you feel and then being with someone who's just like well, you have to please me and and every way but you're not getting anything from it either so it's just yeah
0: totally and and i'll tell you from a female perspective um you know, we we joke about this a lot, but I'm a really attractive woman, and so <laughs> there is. And I want to talk about this because, like for me, there is no shortage of men who I have an opportunity to have this conversation with about. You know, you were talking about they sacrifice their needs in in the midst of it, and and what I know as a female is I've ex- I've witnessed it time and time again where men are really searching for things to fill that gap, to bridge that gap that are not sustainable, not going to do good things in their lives, and then big problems arise. So I, I'll i talk about this from my perspective really quickly. Um, I get a lot of social media requests for dudes who want to connect with me and they're in relationships, and sometimes that looks like, you know, girlfriend to married, and sometimes it looks like, you know, have been together for a little while to have been together for a really long time. And when I really and and what I think is one of the blessings of my journey is that um, there was there was an early time in my life where I really welcomed that kind of attention. And as I grow into myself and my level of respect for myself increases, I've gotten really good about having those boundaries in place, but also being able to satisfy my curiosity as to what men are really looking for. And one of the things I know is that they're looking for support, like they're looking for attention and affection. And ladies, I'm talking to you because sometimes we get so in our own heads about what needs to be done and taking care of kids and doing all this other stuff, being everything to everybody that our spouses are the, the one thing we can put on the back burner, right? Like this guy is just in it to win it with us. And so we can just, he doesn't need anything. We can put him on hold and that's a really slippery slope for us to go down. I mean, it is so important that you keep continually reinvesting in that relationship. And you do the, you know, you figure out what your spouse's um, needs and wants and hopes and dreams are, and you really partner with them on that. Because otherwise, it's like, partnership becomes, you know, two different people fighting for two different things, you know, and, and they're, they're supposed to be on the same team. But you know, that can cause some resentment and some hurt and things like that. And so um, I'm always a big advocate from the female perspective being that um, I've gone through the pain and the struggle of divorce, you know, and life thereafter that I really know that it's so important to support our men in different and meaningful ways for, for them.
1: Yeah, in the same way men, uh, supporting women, um, and you can do it both ways, I think, both if you're a female and a man, I mean, first you can develop in yourself, and then you can develop in others, and um, for men developing in themselves, it would just be, you know, <laughs> the world doesn't need another nice man, you need men to be men, uh, we need to be fearless, um, and kind of like a book that I read, it was a book study I did, a men's book study, it was Chase the, uh, the Lion, you know you need to go chase that line and uh and go out there and and conquer mountains and move mountains and um and 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 when you do that and you find yourself in doing that and with a bunch of other things this book had had to talk about um you can thus create and help your relationship or your future relationship with women and uh and uh I find that I'm doing that a lot. I'm just constantly to myself and constantly developing, looking back, reflecting in my life on things maybe that I need to work on. What what, what happened in my past that uh, that is that is formed to me to now? And is it good or is it bad? Do I need to fix it? Do I need to dive into it? Do I need to to uh, build on it? And then from there, uh, that just like eliminates. You think about that; that eliminates any future problems. That you could have in your relationship that would stem from you, and uh, and I re- and that's why self development is so important. But then looking at the opposite of your partner, um, and, and and having that discussion with them, like you said, what do you want? What are your wants and needs? And what do you want to go? What are your goals? What are your dreams? Communicating to them and seeing whether or not that's uh, how you can help them as well. And if you're farther on the road and and development on whatever it is you're talking about maybe there's some insecurities maybe there's whatever it is um and you can help them and, and you do it through love and and that just I guess grows you together uh to closer together you know
0: and that's so true that's so funny it's and I have to laugh because um (laughs) recently I was in a situation where I was I was texting my um my boyfriend's mom and she's like she goes you know (laughs) thanks for like all the emotional and mental support you give my son like he's never had that from a female and it's just making the biggest difference in his life and his habits and behaviors his family is just talking about how healthy and how good he looks and it feels really good to be a part of that because i'm not doing that just as um you know a female trying to get what i want in a relationship like i have always told him like i see such greatness in you and like however i can help that greatness be what's shining in your life and what is at the forefront of what people see about you, I think so often, you know, we get really down on our spouses or each other, our friends, our family. We just get so down on each other and we forget to really look at what are the unique gifts and talents that we all have and, um, you know, how can we help to nurture those in each other? And I, that is one of my favorite things to do, and guys, and also to just create that awareness of, of how we can um, be as females more open with our communication with the men in our lives. You know, like I said, this is a joint effort. This isn't, um, for me, it's, it's very little about our romantic interactions with each other and just more about how we connect on a deeper level as, as men and women. And um, that's why I love uh, what we do for a living because it really helps us to cultivate those skills and practice those skills. Um, What do you feel as a male is really working for you as far as having a better quality of life? Because, you know, I want to give for everybody listening, like I want to give them some tips and tricks um, from you and from me. As to what's really working for us in, in just supporting each other in these ways.
1: Yeah, well, I would say, um, ground yourself in your, you believe in spiritually, ground yourself in it. And then the second thing I would say, um, would probably be um, personal development. And personal development is great, because it can be a huge reflection, it will make you think about things that you didn't even think about. And especially if you're a very intuitive person, uh, like myself, I do a lot of reflection on how I get, try to be better, and and what caused things in my life to be the certain to be the person I am today. So, self development would definitely be the key uh, for me at least, and and what I like uh, to do. But I'll ask you the same question: What do you think is um, for you for, as a female?
0: So for me, uh, it has really been personal development and I'll go a little bit more personal change. Really personal change has been my big thing and that looks like a lot of different things. Okay, so um, it first started with removing things from my lifestyle that weren't serving me and adding things into my life that were serving me. So what I did was I, I shifted my resources, right? And that looks like changing my lifestyle um, on a very comprehensive level. Um, health-wise, I have changed my entire lifestyle, my eating habits, um, what I purchase as a consumer, um, where I eat out, and the the company that I keep, um, it's been things like I used to be a cigarette smoker, and I'm not anymore. You might not know that about me, Jesse, but I was a longtime cigarette smoker, so I got rid of that. And alcohol, you know, I really don't drink a whole lot nowadays um, because I just know mentally and emotionally I don't feel very good when I do it. And so it's, it's just, for me, it's been that awareness of the habits and behaviors that aren't serving me. And then really finding the tools to tackle those different things. I've worked with a mindset coach for about four years. That has helped me tremendously. It's changed everything, not just my thought patterns, but it's also changed my um, my language, the verbiage I use, the words I use, the way I speak to people. I'm less defensive and offended. Um, I My brain works well under pressure. And so when I go into... Um, A place of conflict with anybody male or female I can handle it in a way that's very very effective and so um I have loved that and then spirituality you know I what really works for me you know and um that has been a journey but what's you know what's working for me now is great and um I know that you are somebody who I have like asked for wisdom and guidance on that. You know, I know a common practice we have is meditation and that's something that we do on a regular basis that really benefits us. Um, but yeah, that's really what's working for me. And I, I think for a lot of people out there they they want a one size fits all and I, you'll like probably agree with this. I don't think there is a one size fits all I think you really need to find what speaks truth into your life and fills your your cup up, you know? And and I think you would agree
1: with that. Yeah, you know, I'll add on to the, um, just one real quick tidbit on, um, I guess the third thing I would probably say, and, and what and the question that you had asked me previously was that community development, after personal development, community development, and that's a lot about it that, that was set the stage for a lot of what happens in your life and uh, how you grow because it's so easy like for me someone like me who I can really easily not share a lot of things with people like I can I'm really, I can be a really personal person so I don't I can just sit back and like observe people and not share and so I have for me that works negatively for me because and then I won't get through like Prayer or I don't get through talking about like my faith or a lot of things with people, and it can negative affect me. So I know that about myself. So I go out and, and I try to speak a lot about uh, some of those things that I keep um, with me. Um, so your community will help you and share those ideas. People you can trust, obviously, and uh, that your community will help you kind of reflect in a way and do your own self reflection. And you can throw these ideas, like, hey, how about this? What about that? You're bouncing these ideas off. Because you're not meant to do life alone. So I'll just add, I just wanted to add that in there.
0: Absolutely. No. And I love that you brought that up because so many of the changes and so many of the powerful influences I have do come from my community. And I like, I'm the type of person, I will meet somebody on an airplane, I will meet somebody in the grocery store, I will meet somebody wherever I go. And like, genuinely, I want to be that person's best friend. Like I love people and I think we have such a richness to bring to one another's lives. Now there are a few crabby people and I don't encounter them very often, but um, I feel like I'm always meeting fantastic people who just inspire me in some way. I just think that people are so cool. And so community does help. You know, it's like I told you before we got on here, I had a house full house today just the people and we were sharing ideas and coming together to educate each other and to help each other's quality of life in different ways. And I just absolutely loved my morning because of that, but I am made better by the people that I get to connect with for sure. And that is, I'm so thankful for that.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and people like you, people like your dad are just, So fantastic. So um, I really say, like, for me, it's really creating that space. Everybody, like, we know we need to change. We know we need to do things better. We know we need to take care of ourselves better. And so for me, the first step is creating that space and giving yourself permission to do that. What do you think prevents men from being able to do that?
1: that's from having that space or getting into that space yeah Um, I'd probably just say it, it has probably has something to do with how they were raised and how they saw other men interacting with them and that's why I say personal development in the community right after because they I don't know every man's life story but um, I know a few individuals or a good amount of individuals who are men who they have had these men in their lives who have told them like this is how you be a man and this is and that's the example they had and it's not their fault. It's just how the example that's just kind of the cards they were dealt. And totally so I, uh, I I think what doesn't allow them to get into that space of creative space is because it contradicts what they have known their whole life. And that's kind of what makes it makes you uncomfortable. When you think think about when someone in anything You believe no, I get that. You believe what you're. I
0: mean, for me personally, I feel like so, so much of it is a human thing. It's not necessarily a male thing, but I think so much of what holds people back is like ego and negative self talk. Like I really, when I go out into the world and I look at it, I can almost identify it. You know, just within a very short period of time when dealing with people. And, and so I always encourage people, like I'm always talking about my ego and I'm always talking about how destructive and disruptive and unnecessary it's caused suffering in my life. And so uh, really for me, like when you're talking about going back to what's working for us, really dealing with my ego and being able to put my pride aside And do what's right in the moment and lead with my heart rather than with my ego, or lead with my instinct rather than my ego. That really also works for me very much. But I think that oftentimes that's what I encounter out of people, and they're in fear. People often act out of fear.
1: Yeah. People, nobody wants to be wrong. Anything they do, you know, people you just don't want to be wrong and so things like raising your kids or how you were raised or what you were taught anybody who says that maybe you should have done it better or maybe this way um or that way or whatever way it and people kind of you know they get defensive about that kind of stuff and they want to protect because they believe that that's the truth they believe that's their truth and for sure, ego can definitely play a role in that. It's a big thing in the military because we're taught to be so badass or taught to be killers, and that at any point that something happens that would insinuate that you're weaker than others, that it uh, you know people are like they they don't accept it. And that causes a lot of issues. In um, and, and my father's story, obviously, he goes over that. and he talks about how he got diagnosed with PTSD. And for 10 years, he never told anyone because he refuses to accept it. He, th- he said that that's for weak people. That doesn't happen to me. When he got diagnosed, he told the doctor that. And so he didn't accept it. And that's just what a lot of people in the military do. Uh, is they accept or they don't accept problems that they think are weak. And it grows into other things and uh, it's just not good.
0: (laughs) Well, so let me ask you a question then. How do you feel for, like, non-military men, um, you know, who are dealing with emotions, and, like, they're not dealing with PTSD, maybe, or maybe they are dealing with some PTSD on a much smaller level than is seen in the military, right? Or, like, um, different cases, you know what I mean? They're just from life trauma. Um, what do you think the rhetoric and the message to them to deal with their stuff is? You know, you're talking about what the military tells you and that you're weak and that's for weak people, and I don't have you know what I mean? Like is that's the mentality that's bred. Um what do you what do you feel like is the message to men? Who are not in the military like what is you know what are they told that they're they're they have permission and not they don't have permission to be do you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i think it's the, kind of the same thing it's just either watered down or just really amped up um and, and i think it uh, a lot of it has to do with how you're raised but you know you're the sum of you're the sum of like what is it Who you hang out with so I would really you know if you are listening to this and thinking maybe I have that or maybe you know maybe you're doing some self-reflection, take a look at your friends. Are they really your friends? are they really, and the people you hang out with, the people the things you expose yourself to? Is it all just always macho like egotistical things that that tell you you're better than everything and anything and that you can't have problems if 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 your friends act that way, if you're exposing yourself to that, if your work is like that, maybe then I would just say, uh, tell you to consider and look, do some self-reflection and, and ask yourself, am I that way? Because and then if you start doing that, then you can really look into, do I have those issues? And do I need to talk to someone? And, and then you find that community, right? And then you find the safe spaces that you can talk to people about certain things. Because if not, then you're just not, never gonna never going to talk about it. You're going to break down, you're going to get to a breaking point. So. Totally, totally.
0: Um, and when you say, like, the pe- the company you keep and the people you surround yourself with, it's so interesting. I went down to the city over the weekend, and we were, like, down there at a bar having some drinks, which, I, you know, I don't do very often. But I had, hadn't seen these friends in, like, a year or something. I mean, it was something ridiculous. And so we were downtown having some drinks. And it was really interesting to be in a public setting like that and interacting with people in that space it was just it was eye opening just to hear the things flying out of people's mouths and um it was just it was really really interesting so um i i was hanging out with some friends and their friends and like the things that were flying out of their friends mouths I was like, oh, this is a really interesting environment. Like, I try not to judge people. Um, There were like some racist remarks being made and there were some different remarks that were being made that I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I didn't know people thought that way, you know? And and for me, like my brain just doesn't go there. And so you're right. I think the company you keep and the people you surround yourselves with really, really matters. And I know it really matters. I, you know like these these were friends that I've had since high school and we all went out and we're in our late 30s now you know like we're not spring chickens and uh, it was just it was really fascinating to me so um, you're right the environment you're in my environment has changed so much over the last 10 years I just I just like I kind of have to like it's a little shell shocking I mean it's just it's just really eye-opening and and you know it it leads me to believe to know what you say is true it really does matter who you are surrounded
1: by yeah yeah and I went to so like I came obviously from the military and stuff and a lot of that was there present and when I got out of the military I recognized that I had enough uh did have self reflection to realize that like yeah there's a lot of things I need to change about myself and th- like you said who you who you were a while back it's not who you are now and a lot of things had to change and i just did the same thing i changed a lot of stuff what did i listen to and people was, some people think it's a little ridiculous it, it's all dependent on you and how much you think you need it sometimes that's not always the case though because like i think it's like 60% of what you think about yourself is not necessarily true so just remember that um, and that's why community is important, but anyway, um, I was, I did like a, a 360, I went from like listening to some crazy music when I work out, getting me pumped up all the time, right, giving me that adrenaline that I wasn't getting in the military, getting me pumped up all the time, and just getting me <laughs> angry, and all sorts of bad, negative emotions, to uh, like, I, I, you know, I came to my faith, I Came back to my Christian faith, and I listen to Christian music when I work out, and it just soothed me. I listen to classical music. I listen. I, I changed the way, what well, music I listen to. I changed what I view on Facebook. You know, like Facebook has those algorithms that, like, uh, if you keep liking the same stuff and watching the same stuff, it's going to keep showing you more of that. So I knew that. So I started changing and searching stuff on Facebook for better stuff that made people happy and changed lives and stuff like that. So all of that now is like it's a constant in my life, trying to read and trying to uh, expose myself to just better stuff, uh, you can do it, it takes time, and you just uh, have to, you have to keep at it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I love what you said about the things you're subscribing to, right, I mean, when you're liking things, there are algorithms, when you're searching for things, there are algorithms, I mean, we have no privacy. So it's like everything impacts everything, you know? It's it's the things we're saying. We're finding out that the things we're saying when our, we're not even on phone calls or we're not even searching, right? Our keywords are being picked up by our phones, and then we're getting on to different social media sites. And it's like, oh, interesting. I was just talking about maybe investing my money in that water filter. How coincidental is it that it showed up in my Facebook ads? And so you're right, what, what we subscribe to mentally, physically, emotionally, and what we're seeing with our eyes and what we're listening to with our ears and what we're putting, what we're feeding ourselves in that regard is totally important. I am so picky about that stuff. I really limit my interaction with a lot of those things. So um, it's only recently that I've really started, and, and this is embarrassing to say, and I apologize for this, because I feel like people like you go out and fight battles for the rest of us to have our freedoms, and it's only recently that I've really started getting involved in politics, because I'm starting to realize that the freedoms that you all fight for are really, they're being impacted by the, the laws that are you know, the people that rule our country are making. And so so but for me, like, I've always stayed away from stuff like that, because I don't want to get spun up in like the drama and the negativity of it. But I also, you know, I realize like, I have a responsibility as a citizen to a free nation to just pay attention to that stuff and do my part and be informed and vote in and all of those things. But you know, aside from that, I really, I'm like you, I try to empower myself with information that's going to take my life where it wants to go. And, you know, at the same time, give myself a place to grieve and mourn and feel the emotions of the things that I'm going through, you know, and that's, I think that's always a fine line. It's like, I need to make space to be sad and, and to grieve and mourn and all of that but then I also need to make a space to be focused on my future and moving my life forward and what's the next step and what what's my next pursuit you know
1: yeah for sure and and that's part of that self-development that you're doing and the community development you're doing you're just trying to go out there and trying to make that difference and not waste those freedoms because so often bitter because they're exposed to what they're exposed to at the time and, and you just sit there and think like why am I doing the things I'm doing because I'm just Americans don't appreciate it or people don't appreciate these things uh, that you might be over there for um, and and you're talking about politics yeah I've been more invested in learning about it I know way more in the past year and a half that I have ever known in my life and, and I have found there especially today, there's like two types of people who you can have politic discussion, politic who are well actually it's really one group, but there are two types of people in politics. It's the ones who like let that hate consume them, right? Who aren't really cognizant of what they're exposing themselves to is doing to them and to their heart. And then there's the other group of people who can who can have the knowledge who can watch it but they're doing it for the intellectual purpose to be informed and not to not waste those freedoms, right? And they can have conversation and their heart is still guarded. Their heart is still, it's not hateful. It's not consumed by uh, one side or the other. And if you can do that, and I feel like what I have done a pretty good job of uh, is just understanding um, points that people are bringing up and listening to intellectual debate, right? Where they actually like sit down and talk and not like yell at each other like we used to do. And um, and just understand that and get informed and then base your decisions off that. So I think yeah, that's yeah, really I cool. mean,
0: being being in, um, emotionally in control for sure, for sure. So yes. I love that. Um, let's let's circle back on what do you feel like is lacking in our male female interactions like what do you feel like is is lacking like what do you what do you think are opportunities
1: conversation geez i couldn't tell you how many times i think that's lacking the most because we have this at least in my generation we have so many people and i'm 25 years old so everybody who's listening knows what generation i fall in uh it's the one that's most talked about nowadays, but <laughs> it—it's uh, conversation. Like I have gone to places with friends, and I have started to talk to other people, and been told that that makes the people I went to the bar with or wherever I was going that makes them feel uncomfortable. But I got, and I mean, that's crazy. Having conversation with people makes other people uncomfortable. Why? Because they're afraid to get out of their comfort zone and meet other people. That's a problem. And um, and it's because of one, you could probably blame it on technology. You have like instant access to everything, everywhere at any time around the world. Um, but it's taking away from having conversations with people and get this, Desiree, very, I, I um, to kind of give some of the more wise generations perspective on kind of what's happening in, in this generation is that I've had women who are friends of mine tell me that guys have to know them before they can come up to them and ask them uh for their number and stuff like that and I was like that doesn't make much sense to me and and I was like how am I supposed to have conversation with you or, or talk to you or ask you on a date if if you tell me that I have to know you before that like that's how we get to know you <laughs> it, it, it just blew my mind and I've heard that from a lot of women and um uh, and I get that vibe from a lot of women like when I just try to go out and meet and talk to people in my generation, I get that look, I get that vibe like get away from me, you're weird. And it's like, come on, I'm just trying to have a conversation. And that's why I'm like I consider myself an old soul because I would rather talk to a generation that doesn't think that way. Yes.
0: Yes. And see, I'm like the so so I'm 36 um going on 37 and And what I'll say about it is, like, I will make a friend, like I said earlier, I'll make a friend anywhere. I love people. And so often, people are taken back by that. Like, I'm a chick, and I do that. And, you know, guys, uh, I think guys always think there is this other agenda. Women always think there is this other agenda. And really, like, I just like to connect with people and you know, I am always like a trader of ideas and knowledge and wisdom. And I just love to meet people and help people and serve people. And, and always for me, it's just like building trust, building um, a relationship. And so often when people can put their guard down and we just talk about life and we talk about the things that we're journeying through, I get a lot of people who go, thank you so much for sharing such intimate things with me. You know, and, and I know that it matters yeah. to people. Intimacy really matters to people in a world where, you know, we can share everything that we ate today. We can check in at all the places we've been. We can show everybody videos of our lives on feed, on social media. It's like that intimacy really matters really really matters i think that it's a wealth that if you're not tapping into um you're really missing out on an opportunity to really um improve your health and vitality and just the amount of love and support you're receiving from people you know
1: oh yeah absolutely and it just kind of even then like the older the, the layer that encompasses that, again, it just kind of goes back to communication. Like, <laughs> what are you talking to people? And do you, like, do you give everyone the benefit of the doubt? Don't think that people are coming up to you and um, trying to hit on you or whatever. I mean, I got it. I know what happens, right? I'm not angry. Right? But uh, just keep an open mind and just trying to love on people and change lives. People... Are, you know, People are just trying to maybe connect. You know, how how would how would I feel, or think about how that person feels when maybe they're lonely, maybe they're going through the storm, maybe they don't have that connection, maybe they don't have a community, and and you tell them like get away because you think they're weird when they were just trying to have conversations with you or meet new people, and you could have possibly changed their lives.
0: Totally, totally. I you know it's funny on Saturday night I'm having really deep conversations with people in bars and they're just like not used to it. You know, this, it was so funny. I have to laugh sweet baby. The sweet baby came up to me. He was 23 years old engineer, fresh out of college, his first corporate job, sweet baby. Oh, I just loved him. He was trying to hit on me, which I was very, very flattered by but he worked in an industry that I used to work in and I was just giving him a lot of, you know, like pointers. It was so funny. Cause I was like, you're so young, you should travel the world and you should date as many different kinds of women as you can. And you should figure out what's important to you. You know um, what are your beliefs and values? Like you're in such a great space and I don't think he really got it, you know, but um, cause he was Really trying, he was just hitting on me, right? But, um, yeah. <laughs> but it was a good opportunity just to like love on somebody and give them respect, and and meet them on the human level. Even if he wasn't willing to do that with me, it was a good opportunity to do that with him. And sweet baby, I just he, I mean, he's twenty three, so I just, um, you know, I that's all I can call him sweet baby, but um... (laughs) Sweet
1: baby, if you're out there, there
0: you
1: go. Huh? Sweet baby, if you're out there, there you go.
0: Oh, sweet baby. I just loved him. Oh, he's precious. Um... (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say like, it feels good to be in a space where I can do that, and I have no ill will, and I have no um, because you know what I know is that at one point men were very disposable to me and I I so often I had the mindset that men don't care and men don't care about women and uh, men don't care about me and men don't have feelings for me and they just want to use me for ABCXYZ and I stopped subscribing to that thought when I realized I was hurting an awful lot of men in the process of thinking that but i think so often as females society conditions us that way or you know we you know i think men are just they're looking for connection and they're just as confused as us as to how to have meaningful intimate connection you know
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we talked about this a couple of times ago and um where, like men are tender-hearted and how, <laughs> and how like I've witnessed men's heart like completely shatter from women, and this was like when I was younger, of course, like in high school, whatever. And so maybe it's not at the fault well, of women nor nor the man, but it's like women, it's as much as men have a responsibility <laughs> to try to help us out, all of us, men and women, help us all out. Men need to have a responsibility to help women me, out, women have a responsibility to help men out, and just start those conversations. But like, I've seen guys completely shattered their hearts, and I was just like, "Dude, I hope I never have to go through that before," <laughs> or "I hope I, in my life, I hope I never have to go through that."
0: Well, and I, I'll be really honest with you, like I, I have seen like my great uncle, who's like eighty, he's still when he talks about this girl he was in love with in high school. His eyes freaking light up and he still sees her at their like reunions and such or something. I'm like, I'm probably getting this story completely botched. But all I remember is the way it made me feel when he talked about it. And I've, I mean, I've had people tell me that my exes are still in love with me and this and that. And, and as a female, like I know, you know, I, it's breaking up is hard to do. And it's hard to get over somebody that you've lost who is still alive. You know, when somebody passes away, that's very final. And that is very um, permanent. And when you are heartbroken by somebody, it's very hard to get through. And what I know is that just watching, I mean, watching my dad, watching other men, you're right. You can break their heart once and that is it. That you know, if they don't <laughs> if they don't have that emotional and mental support system, it is hard for them to get over, man. And and I think women, because we talk about it so much with our girlfriends in our community, it, it's easier for us to process through, but guys are just like. Oh, don't be a pussy, blah, 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 or whatever the rhetoric is like, I don't know what they say. And they're just like, have another beer, or let's go out and find somebody new or whatever else. And I'm not saying that girls don't do that, because girls for sure do that. But I think women also talk about how much it hurts and how hard it is. And men, so tender hearted, but don't talk about it and don't process through it. And that I think is the big, that's the big difference. And and so I always try to be very willing to start that conversation and to open myself up first as a female and say, I'm feeling these things. Here is how I'm feeling. I'm being vulnerable. I'm opening this up with a white flag and a safe space. Like I really want to be the person who." Um, champions that does that make sense and be that space to open yeah. up that conversation but it took me a long time to be vulnerable enough you know it took me a lot of personal change and a lot of personal growth to be able to effectively do that instead of being like you're going to tell me how you feel because give me give me give me I want to know how you feel you know um, and just being yeah. that beacon of like hey let your pride down I'm being vulnerable here too. I'm having the courage to have a conversation with you about the way this is making me feel. And the reality is the way you're behaving doesn't align with who you are. So let's talk about how you are feeling.
1: For sure. That's awesome. And that's, that's the great way to be.
0: You know, be. I mean, I think that men need that more than ever personally.
1: Yeah, I'd probably say a men's suicide rate is, like, really high. And it's probably because of some reasons that they don't have that kind of support there for that.
0: Yes. Um, and what we also know is that combat veterans, they have a really high su- suicide rate as well.
1: Oh, yes, for yeah. sure.
0: suicide is really on the rise. And, and it's not only for that reason that I really think that these issues are important to discuss and to come together and collaborate on. But I also think that these issues are important to discuss because it takes the fear and the imagination out of what they aren't. And it takes this preconceived notion from the media and whatever else, you know what I mean? It just dispels all those lies and all of those false those false narratives that are out there. Um, and, and the reason why I have this conversation is because, I mean, I'm like you, I've struggled with men- mental health stuff. And for me, it's like being able to talk about what I need and what I want is uh, there's, it's been a big journey and being able to say, I can't do everything on my own and that I need help. That putting my ego aside as a female you know, that's been tricky too. I mean, so I I always, I I think it's so important to have these conversations just so we can come, we can have more unity. I feel like we live in a country in a world that is more divided than, I don't know, many times. I, I think that we're very divided at times, but I think there's so many opportunities for us to come together and, and, have important healing and have important love and support for each other and forget about the rest of whatever else is out there.
1: Oh, for sure. That You know, I just appreciate you bringing me on the podcast and we'll, again, I guess we're kind of bringing each other on our, each of each other's podcasts and just talking about these things so we can talk about these things all day. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Jesse, I look forward to talking to you about more things in depth in the future I know that we're gonna do um some like probably some bi-weekly episodes together but um I know that your time is uh precious and I know that you are such a valuable resource in our community and I'm I feel so blessed to know you and to be like a sister to you and um I I'm just so proud of you and I'm I'm so proud of the work you're doing for yourself as well as others. It it just really is um an indication of your character
1: and I, I just think you're a big deal. I appreciate that those kind words. I mean I could say a lot about you and just your work um and your awesome Facebook live videos that you're always doing. <laughs> and basically having these same conversations, right? But with your Facebook crowd, so
0: well, you know somebody has got to do it, and if somebody has to talk about the hard stuff, I will talk about the hard stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, all right, Desiree, we're going to end it here. I appreciate everyone who's come on and joining and listening, and I appreciate your time, as Desiree.
0: Yeah, no problem. All. We'll chat soon.
1: All right. You Bye, take friend. it easy.
0: Bye.